Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Screen Heroes on the Heroes Podcast Network. Hey everyone, welcome to yet another episode of Screen Heroes. My name is Ray. I am joined by my t- regular hosts, Ryan. Hello. And Derek. Hi. How are you guys? We're not, okay. We're not lovely tonight, but you know. You're regular though. We're regular, which is important. Like, like bowel movements like and Metamucil. periods. Yeah. <laughs> well, you said like, you know, yet another episode of Screen yeah. Heroes. Like, we're so sorry we have returned. <laughs> okay. Well, fuck me, I guess, right? Like, we're the Metamucil of uh, <laughs> podcast right now. It's okay. We'll it's okay. It happens. I'm, I'm glad I'm talking. Yes, I'm sure everybody is. Anyway, how are you guys? Good. How are Good. you? Okay. Happy yeah? to be back. Yeah. The ice allowed us a slight break. We have two days without any kind of weather. Yes. We even got to again. see concrete and asphalt today. It was amazing. Yep. It's going to freeze tomorrow. Yes, and... it is. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back to what we were before. Details. Yeah. Details. Yeah. So I I don't even know where to start. What do we do again? How do we do this? I think this? we do a podcast. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> we normally cover news. Yeah. That's true. Um. Let's talk about celebrities who are trying to cancel themselves. Let's do. We want to do Liam Neeson first or Chris Pratt? Like. <laughs> so I guess I, I can speak more to the Neeson one, so we could get that one out of the way if you wanted. I don't really know much about what Pratt did. So. Okay, that's fair. Um, Neeson decided to, uh, talk in an interview for his, uh, now released movie, Cold Pursuit. Yep. That is the name of the movie. Um. It sounds like a really bad porn, just to be completely honest. I mean, a little bit. Um, part, so he, he basically said that many years ago, a friend of his was assaulted and he knew that the... His friend had said the person who committed the assault happened to be a black person. And Liam then roamed the streets trying to just find anybody who'd pick a fight with him, particularly of um, of that skin color or tone, to fight. So he would have a justification for beating up on somebody. Um, he didn't actually hurt anybody luckily nobody crossed paths with him um and nothing came of it but it's kind of a terrible story and um now of course he's trying to you know he says things like that he's not you know racist and things of that nature uh, i don't really know any other way to look at it other than it just sounds like a really terrible thing to do um well that kind of mentality is what got you know Matthew Shepard killed. It's what got Trayvon Martin killed. People are just out looking for a nameless body to harm and it gets people killed. So it's a terrible attitude to have. 
And it comes off incredibly racist, whether or not he is a racist person. That is definitely a racist act. So, I, like, he should have just kept his fucking mouth shut. I have mixed feelings on the whole thing, because obviously it comes across as racist. There's not really any denying that. But we've, maybe we haven't all been in a situation. (laughs) We can all imagine ourselves in a situation where a loved one was assaulted in some manner. And all you want to do is help that. Yeah. And that was the method he saw. And, uh, you know, Derek has had some rage in his <laughs> past and a temper. And I've had a temper in my past. And, uh, you know, I'm not justifying what he did. But he admitted it uh, on a interview. And he said, you know, in the interview that he shouldn't be saying this, but he is. And, uh, you know, I hope that that was in a way of trying to um, put it out into the universe so that he can be absolved of of that and that he regrets those actions. That's just me trying to find a silver lining in the whole thing. I know that it's hard to swallow, but... Right. Yeah. I mean, you're you're right. I, I can have a bit of a temper and things like that. Um, but at least I've always thought that I've directed it towards a particular individual who I felt wronged me rather than... A, massive group of sure but i mean you don't know in this uh, particular situation it could have been different you don't i mean i don't know i'm not saying that you're a racist or he's a racist or anything yeah it's hard to put yourself in a situation like that when you love somebody and something really terrible happens to them and you don't know how to deal with it no i know um and we we you know this this was something in an interview that he just kind of brought up on his own and there wasn't a ton of detail about it um it sounded like he was trying to explain a way that he's grown as a person um and on one hand we don't want to hinder people growing right like that's a good thing and there's no way to show that people can grow and change unless there are stories that are told that are true about somebody who does um so it's kind of a complicated, shitty situation. There's a lot of people that are calling for him to be digitally removed from the upcoming Men in Black International movie. Of course, we don't know the extent of his role, so I don't even know if that's practical. Yeah, it could be difficult. It could be fairly simple. Who knows? But, I mean, it's it's a dangerous mindset to get into. So it's definitely not his best moment. We'll see if his career makes it or breaks it. We know that the three of us aren't going to put a dent into his career. It's it's the masses. So we'll just see where his trajectory is from here on out. Um, it does pose a, a complicated question that a lot of people want to, you know, boycott certain types of actors or directors and whatnot. You know, we, when you think about it, you know, some of these big movies like Marvel movies like Infinity War, like 2,000 people or so are involved in these movies. Somebody did something bad in that group of people. That's just a reality, yeah. you know. And I guess the the question is, how important does a person need to be for a project to be important enough to boycott? Yeah. Right? Is a best boy or a key grip or a caterer or a well, musician. I know you, you love know? the show The Good Place. They've kind of tackled this where, you know, somebody tries to do the right thing by eating, a, you know, organic tomato homegrown from a local farmer. But, you know, somebody along the line with the seed for the tomato, like, used a pesticide or, like, mm-hmm. you know, there's – you you can't – you can't – I don't know. There's no real way to – unintended negative consequences right there's always something somebody and you know you have to focus on yourself i think and if it's a major corporation or somebody that you can 
like the Chick-fil-A drama and some of that stuff. I don't want to get into it too much, but you know, you can specifically boycott Chick-fil-A, right? Right. You know their corporate policies. You don't agree with their corporate policies. That's fine. You know, uh, the key grip from Warner Brothers on Batman v Superman, you know, once punched a black guy and said something racist. You know, that that is probably, we won't ever know about that. Maybe that key grip, once it's out, he never gets hired again. Right. Or whatever. But it's, I mean, I it's kind of unrealistic to think somebody's going to boycott the movie over that. It is very exhausting trying, trying to, keep up. <laughs> to, well, just do the ethical thing. Like, Nick Cannon uh, brought to light how hypocritical it was for Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon to call out the politicians for being in blackface when both of them did blackface sketches for SNL and The Man Show and like you're no better like the three of us at this table know blackface is absolutely horrible and it's uh, a sign of racism and minstrelry and that's not cool and I believe I can safely say the three of us have never done blackface no 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 but like I just feel like the more time goes on the more our heroes let us down so I it's 2019, the year we just cancel everybody and we have no more art or like... Kurt Russell's still going strong. <laughs> and Goldie Hawn. They're still Michael beautiful Keaton's together. Still Michael amazing. Keaton, yeah. Like, Sir Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen. Right. There's a few out there. Will Smith. Will Smith. Like, they're still well, we haven't gotten to Aladdin yet. Well, they're, they're, Will did some things when he was much, much, much younger. Okay. That so, have kind of been erased away over the years of his A-plus status. Alright, well... And he's done good things and, you know, there's that argument of do you if you do enough good things is it a race well then he did youtube things? rewind 2018 which was pretty bad <laughs> i don't know what that is but is it's it been... bad in like quality or bad <laughs> it's bad because or... youtube is terrible and this is not anything anybody wanted but he's a good actor in it Holy i'll tell you that much pretending like he likes Fortnite. so let's <laughs> Let's segue here. Uh, we're gonna skip over the Chris Pratt stuff. Do do your own research on that. Phil, whatever side you're on, whatever he's just putting his foot in his mouth, and it's oh, it's disappointing. Um, so yeah, Aladdin. Let's talk the controversy that is. Do you guys both want to yell Aladdin. at me now before I say what I think no, about it, or go after? For it. Go for it. So <laughs> they dropped a trailer in the middle of the Grammys, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, okay, so the first time I watched it, it was on my phone, and so I felt like I wasn't giving it a good chance, and so then I watched it on my TV, and it looked worse. Yeah. It's, it, I know that these things are unfinished, but when they are releasing this video of the Blue Genie because of backlash from the EW cover, you know, you better damn well make sure that thing looks good, because the internet's going to be super critical of it, and... It, yeah. There was, like, I, I was fine with it, like, up to the shoulders, right? Mm-hmm. And then when it was just Will Smith's face superimposed on, like, a weird muscly dad bod, that was where I, because the genie's, like, a thing. He's not, he shouldn't look like Will Smith, right? I actually it's, feel like he, it would have looked better if he was just blue Will Smith instead of Will Smith on somebody else's body. It might have. Like, I... Well, it's not even his head on another body. It's, it's just, just his, his face. face. Yeah. Because, like, I think what throws me off is the shape of his head. Like, the forehead goes on forever. Well, the proportion to the face and the arms 
like both of those were just really weird for me so like I gotta agree it's not good CGI and I feel like Guy Ritchie who's ultimately responsible for this film is dropping the ball and letting fans peer pressure him into stuff you know they released this really beautiful trailer Agrabah looks amazing Iago has this really beautiful flight over Agrabah the Cape of Wonders looks great Clearly, somebody had worked on that for months, rendering all of that. Then they do. Then the, they hired the neighbor's kid to do the CGI yeah. for uh, for they, the genie. Like we know, they can do better. We know what they're capable yeah, of. Yeah, they did Thanos, right? Yeah. Like that was wonderful CGI uh, for most of it. I mean, I they've done some great stuff. They've done some bad stuff in the MCU too. But I mean, recently Thanos was a really good yes. example of CGI. Well. Let's be fair. We we all know that this Aladdin movie is not getting the kind of budget sure. that Infinity War got. I mean, you know. Um, but it, and its budget should be comparable to Beauty and the Beast. If you can do I it, I didn't see that, so with, I don't know what it looked like. If you can do it with Beast, who was a completely well, wasn't he practical in a lot of it. Stilts and the padding were practical. Okay. He was completely mocap on top of that. Gotcha. Now, there's there are a few things to to consider. We don't know how much of the movie he will be blue in. It may be just that cave scene. That would be disappointing. Um, well, I'm concerned. Here's why I'm concerned. The movie comes out in like two months, three months, right? It's May. It's a May release, if I remember correctly. That's the best looking genie CGI they have because that's, they wouldn't have released anything other than that. That's deeply concerned. Like when they had, and I brought this up in our private chat, but when when they had the the controversy over the Jurassic Park doors in Jurassic World. That was like a year out. A year out, right. They had a year to fix some doors, right? This is two, three months before it hits theaters, let alone distribution to those theaters. Um, And it doesn't count if maybe it's releasing somewhere else earlier because sometimes countries get it before the U.S. does. That's common, too. So I am deeply concerned that they waited too long to even start this work. That so much of the movie is just live action, or they focus so much on Raja and Abu, or I don't know. I guess all we can hope for is that Dumbo and Lion King are better. <laughs> like, there were some I other guess. things. That's a good point, actually. The Lion King trailer from a couple of months ago looked better. Yeah. And that movie comes out a couple of months after. And it's mostly uh, mocap. <laughs> and it's like all CGI. There were a couple <laughs> other things that were concerning, too. Jafar's voice, I found to be <laughs> like he didn't care. Or, like, he sounded like a child. Yeah, I mean, it was he, so high. <laughs> it, I don't know what's going on there. And then also Will Smith's comment about how he channeled into the genie was that he's using his character from Bad Boys combined with Fresh Prince. And I'm like, okay, so you're you're literally just phoning this in. That's because you're, so you're, you're Will, Will Smith <laughs> in both of those movies. I mean, or the TV well, show and the movies, they're really not that much variation of the personality we've seen of him in real life. As, as a Will Smith expert. <laughs> Here we disagree. go. Correct me. No, I, I feel he, like, like we're getting to the point of Will Smith doesn't have range anymore. Like, he has... I, I feel bad we've saying that. We've seen the I range that he has. I don't right. think it's beyond that. And it's pretty good it's just like for comedy he has one go-to for drama he has a bunch of inner like it's just tons of levels he can act on but for comedy i i feel like that's it so, i'm not i'm not as big of a will smith fan as Derek, right but i do like I don't will, know smith. If will smith is as big of a fan i do like will smith right. but but he i've said before that he He's does play so will smith in every 
movie. He plays a variation, like, literally just himself in a different light. And not every movie. Obviously, his dramatic roles, more of his comedy roles. Right, like Concussion are, and Pursuit of Happiness and right. Ollie are three completely different characters. But then every, uh, all his, his bad boys, uh, well, Fresh Prince, uh, Suicide, Squad. Suicide Squad, was all just like him. With guns, or him, you know, as a cop. That's a very common thing now. Sure. Like, since the 90s, that's become a very common thing, where there's a person, and you want that type. You cast the Arnold Schwarzenegger type. I'm not saying that's wrong. No, I mean, there are tons of actors that we all love who have way less range. The thing is that we all have the highest of expectations because of what Robin Williams did and the range that he had with comedy. So... I, I feel like whoever was going to step into these shoes either was immediately going to fail or somebody who had just as big of a personality and could riff and improv. And that's where I think Will Smith is kind of lacking. Like, maybe he can't improv like that anymore. Well, it's it's a different kind of improv, right? I don't know anybody else off the top of my head who could improv the way Robin Williams could. And I don't want him to be Robin Williams. We've seen that. The, Steve Martin. The man has passed. I don't like, think that that's I true. I don't want somebody imitating Robin Williams. No, I, I don't really don't. No, but I just mean like his ability to change voices and characters just on the spot, have conversations with himself with three different personalities. Like, I don't know anybody else who can pull off what the genie does in the animated movie. I mean, that's why the sequel didn't work as well, and they brought him back for the third one. Right? Like, they tried it, and it was, you know, what it was. Um, Well, then maybe they just shouldn't have made this movie. Well, that may be, but we all knew it was going to happen. But the genie can be a different genie. It doesn't have to be the Robin Williams genie. Sure. Okay. It's going to be the Will Smith genie instead. Right, but I think... We have to wrap this up and move on to either more news or writing our Batman. So... (laughs) Okay, okay. um, There's a ton of news. There, yeah. Well, we didn't have a podcast last week, so... So we have to Two move on. We'll podcast. just have to wait and see. Be Aladdin, just like everybody else. Okay, so um, a lot of Shazam and Batman news, actually, which is why we switched from Wonder Woman to Batman. First of all, uh, Wonder Woman is pretty much a really good movie, and uh, sadly, rewriting it to fit our universe wouldn't do much difference. We'd be nitpicking, of course, we would change the casting of Ares, and most likely the final battle, because those were our biggest nitpicks throughout the whole thing. But I believe a lot of it would stay the same, especially the No Man's Land scene. We all loved that. So uh, that's why we switched. But let's talk Batman news. So Ben Affleck has said that he is completely out. Matt Reeves' movie well, is going on. There's some debate there. Okay. He is said, there he said he's not in the Matt Reeves movie. That's what he said. Okay. Yes, he said he's excited to see that movie or something along those lines. Okay. So I guess he, he never technically said he's out as Batman. They could, I suppose, bring him back in the future. It implies certainly that he's done with Batman, but here's the thing. There are a lot of theories swirling around and people saying odd things that can mean very specific stuff. Right. But it's giving Warner Brothers a certain level of credit and ingenuity that they have not shown that they have had since bvs right i mean maybe even in the entire dceu warner brothers has shown that they choose to make the odd decisions like for example making the trench yes a so priority. <laughs> if you haven't heard warner brothers greenlit a 
Aquaman's spinoff about the trench before they greenlit Aquaman 2 and even considered not doing Aquaman 2 at all, even though it made a billion fucking dollars. Now, they've greenlit Aquaman 2 since the news of the trench, but that my point is just, it's weird. So these, these executives are in a room and they said, well, Aquaman made a billion dollars. Why do you think that is? And somebody went, well, it's obviously the trench. Clearly. Right? No, they read a review somewhere that somebody <laughs> said the trench was the coolest part of the movie. And they're like, that's what we're doing. These are a horde of, you know, brainless characters. No, we don't want that. <laughs> I don't want underwater zombies. I want Aquaman too. So, so the circle is back around. There's all these theories that the Matt Reeves movie we know is supposed to be younger Batman, 20-ish years younger, right? So it's a prequel, right? Right? Might be completely standalone. Like the Joker movie is supposedly completely standalone, but there's some rumors about that too. If the rumors for some of this stuff turn out to be true, Warner Brothers is doing the most convoluted storytelling I've ever heard of. If this Matt Reeves one is a prequel, but it's the actual Ben Affleck Batman, it's the same version of Batman, and then Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill show up in a teaser, a stinger at the end of Shazam, I don't, I'm going to lose my freaking mind, because it just seems overly complicated. Yeah. Why do a movie about Batman, if it's not in your current worldview, if it's not setting up characters that we've already seen, and if... It's just so odd. It really is. Like I I just can't even justify the idea of it unless you're going to just go with young Batman, which clearly you should have done from the beginning cuz none of us really li- like we all liked Ben Affleck. We didn't like the old Batman the the You liked the Danny Glover I'm getting too old for this shit Batman. I like that incarnation of Batman. I don't like the inconsistencies in Justice League caused by two completely different bipolar directors trying to make the same movie, but I like that Batman. I'm, I, I like the, the Dark Knight Returns Batman, and that's, that's sure. one of my favorite like side stories. Um, and I thought that they did a pretty decent job of pulling that in, although he seems a little younger in the movie than he did in that, even though oh, they were yeah. inspired by that. But um, if they had gone more that direction, I probably would have been happier with it. I, Ben Affleck as Batman, I like. But yeah, the Justice League thing kind of killed it for me. It's like he, he, they didn't give him anything to work with. It was just this joke of a role. Mm-hmm. And yeah, going with a younger Batman probably would have been better from the beginning. Although I was excited when they said we're going with an older, more grizzled Batman. I thought that was going to be cool. And, and in Batman v Superman, it was, I mean, it was cool to see him, you know. Losing his edge. You always see him on top of his game. But in this one, he was getting hit or shot. And, you know. It worked for me in this universe because, in reality, Batman wouldn't be able to stand with Wonder Woman and Superman to fight a doomsday dark yeah, side didn't. type. Right. So having him be older is also a nice, an easier pill to swallow. To be like, well, he's doing more of the tactician stuff because he's like 40. But if you have a 23-year-old Batman who also can't fight with everybody, then what's he even doing there? Right. You know. Well, that that leads me to the one thing that we've always complained about is that, you know, the best detective that we've seen on screen has been Adam West. <laughs> and, you know, that is something that there's a reason why Batman is in the watchtower setting up the missions, doling out the jobs because he is the best strategist. He's 
the best at information. And that's what he's great for when you have two powerhouses surrounding him. And they didn't do that yet again. Correct. So that's what you do with a Batman in the Justice League. And they couldn't figure that out. Ben Affleck had some really cool things to bring to the role. And he did. And BVS, you know, the downfall of BVS wasn't at all his fault at, in any yeah. way. But they dropped the ball with Justice League. And I just think that they didn't know how to go all in on an older Batman. So they should have just done a younger one or a Cavill's Age from the beginning. Because they have better stories that way. They know what to do. Because they've done it before. They've done it <laughs> right. a million times before. Like, they know what to do. <laughs> now, there are a lot of rumors that this new one is supposed to be very much a detective story. Very grounded, more... A smaller scope and scale than what we have started to see in superhero films, right? And look, I want it to be good. I hope it's fantastic, right? I mean, I'm, I'm a DC guy. I want it to succeed. I just... Aquaman was great. It was really good, and I'm really looking forward to Shazam and obviously Wonder Woman 1984, and maybe the studio is going to start making some correct decisions, and I'm just, I've been burned before. Right. <laughs> we know? all have. We used to be, like, just huge cheerleaders for DC, like, yeah, we can do both, and now we're like, please, please do something, please. Well, on one <laughs> hand, the day this comes out on Friday, uh, February 15th, is the premiere of Doom Patrol, which I'm super excited about. Yeah. So Absolutely. their TV shows, have, I mean, they've done a decent job with their TV shows all around. I think, you know, it's, it's just the movies that have really been. I saw a really great review from a critic that I tend to be on the same level with. It said that it was a spastic gem of storytelling and Sounds it gave good. it like five stars. And I was like, that's fantastic. See, all that makes me very excited for Swamp Thing whenever that oh, comes yeah. out. Yeah. Because, I mean, Titans, there was mixed reactions. But overall, I think most people enjoyed the the superhero aspect of it at the very least absolutely um you know what doom patrol with reviews like that yeah hopefully all their shows are that good they might actually get me to subscribe to their service if they're that good i haven't started watching young justice yet but i've heard it's very good yeah it was good i started to rewatch because you know it's been a couple years <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it was damn good anyway. so what else we got uh, Robert Pattinson is rumored to be the new Batman, and like he's the poor guy comes with baggage. It's the Twilight baggage, and it's kind of unfair because he's done a lot of other pro- baggage. Oh, it, yeah. He's done pro- uh, projects since where he's been recognized for awards, pretty serious awards, and it's just it's, he needs another big franchise to wash away the Twilight, but. He's Do you think get Batman that is that franchise? Rachel? I don't know. I honestly don't <laughs> know. Like I saw him in Water for Elephants, and I saw him in this new um, movie where he was this British like gangbanger, and he was so good in it. But I I don't know. I I don't know if Batman. What are your What's your instinct telling you? He's an attractive white man that can put on a fake American accent just like Christian Bale. That's all it takes to be Batman. The American accent's important to Batman. Sure. He is from Gotham. Yeah. I I think he has the acting skill to do what I want him to do. The problem is, like, Batman is so overdone at this point. There's been six, seven other actors who've been live action Batman, like Sure, why the fuck not? Like, I'll play Batman. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Other than Harry Potter, because I actually forgot he was Cedric. Um, 
I don't think I've seen any of his movies ever outside of Harry Potter. I've seen Twilight. So. At least the first two. It's like, I don't really have a frame of reference. I don't know. Not, not by my choice. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Like it was drama. wife at the time, right. actually. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's some other people who, of course, are, you know, there's lots of fan art for, for various actors here and there. And I mean, I think you're right, Ray. I think a lot of people could probably step into that role and be fine because most of it's spent in the cowl, you know. So see, when I think about Batman, I think of the physicality, right? Because at this point we're, where we're at in the DCEU, even if they're discontinuing, you know, the, the universe that was, all their heroes are pretty big. And yeah. I think Zachary yeah. Levi was probably the thinnest of like smallest when he was cast (laughs) Ezra Miller Uh, but he was still (laughs) bigger than I've ever seen Robert Pattinson and and I think I just don't but we've had slender Batmans before. We have that have been aided by rubber suits to make them bigger. In the 90s. Keaton, Kilmer, and Bale are all slimmer. They are, but they Sorry, all wore rubber suits. Yeah. It was a to different movie time, bigger. too. Yeah. And, and that universe, it worked. Like, that, that time in the movies, it worked. Now, all these suits are fabric with muscle suits, essentially, but... The actors are still very large. Yeah. Um, and I think it does take a certain physicality. And, and his acting may be great. I wasn't impressed in the few movies I've seen. But, <laughs> no, um, no, Twilight was awful. But I, I don't know that he can bring the physicality and like intimidation factor. And that's his, like If you look at him from here down, it's not really <laughs> that scary. No. You'd have to put an extremely frightening cow on him. I honestly, like, if I could fan cast, I'd cast the oldest Stark son. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, I'm good with that. He wouldn't, he wouldn't be too bad. He's... He'd still be more slender than, say, Jason Momoa and Henry Cavill, but he, I, I mean, we've seen him pack on muscle for yeah. Game of Thrones, so I think maybe it just needs to be somebody new. There's a lot. They already said that WB won't let him cast an unknown. Yeah, Matt Reeves said that. But I, I mean, so the best, the best guy for the role could walk in. They're like, nope, sorry. Yeah, you're an unknown. <laughs> Big old nope. I, that sounds pretty, like something I'm pretty WB open, would do. honestly. Like I, I'm trying to be open minded, even with Robert Pattinson. I just. In my mind, I have some criteria, and maybe it's not right. Maybe it's the guys that were like, Gal Gadot's boobs aren't big enough, but <laughs> I don't know. I try not to be like that. I just think that Batman, as a normal dude that wears a bat suit, needs to have some sort of intimidating aura. Well, the fact that he doesn't have presence. superpowers means his physical attributes are more important, right? I mean, Wonder Woman and Superman don't really need muscles. They have superpowers, right? right? The fact that Superman is always constantly ripped... I mean, you want to explain it with Kryptonian skin cells or some, right. some BS like that, fine. But he also has heat vision and can fly and, you know, go the speed of, you know. Kiss in, people's memories away. Throw his cellophane S. Travel back in time yeah. by spinning the earth. Like, you know, he does all this ridiculous stuff. Wonder Woman can do incredible things, too. Yeah, she can also fly and she can, you know, hit people just as hard. And, you know, she's incredibly fast. Like, so their physical attributes aren't as important. Batman, I need to believe that if he hits somebody, that person's not getting back right, up. Right, that their skull <laughs> is shattered. Yeah. Right? Because that's who he needs to be. Otherwise, how is he taking on entire mob gang groups, you know? Yeah. Just doesn't work for me. All right. So I think that's where we have to segue into writing our own Batman, especially since we're fan casting now, because, you know, we've got a we whole didn't story even get to, to write. talk about Shazam. Do I do a quick, no, like twenty no, seconds? No, we're, we're segueing. All right. Okay, so we're gonna take a quick break. Ryan's gonna go cry. Hey everyone, this is Greg from Red Shirts and Runabouts. We're the resident Star Trek podcast as part of the Heroes Podcast Network group. 
If you love Star Trek and things science fiction, we're definitely the show for you. Join us every Thursday as we talk about Star Trek Discovery, the new Picard show, and other ongoing content and new creations from the Star Trek universe. If you want to find us, search Red Shirts and Runabouts podcast on Apple and Google Play. And if you want to interact with us as a host, you can find us at Red Shirts Pod on Twitter. Hey everyone, welcome back to Rosa's Taco Hut and Whorehouse. I am Rosa. These are my whores and tacos. You get to choose which one's which. Just kidding, guys. It's Green Harris. You know. They were both well, really upset and nobody played along with that. So. No, no, no. I was trying to figure out which one I was. Oh, the taco or the whore? Yeah. I mean, you pick. That's fun fact. That's how I used to answer the phone in middle school. Thank you. Um, yeah, so we are writing our own Batman movie. We have... Haven't we done this before? I feel like we've done this before. We have never pitched a Batman movie before. We haven't. We have you sure? Yeah. I went back and I looked, and we've because I've pitched done a Batman movie before. Maybe to us. To <laughs> no, it was on a podcast, but I don't remember what which one it was. So, what do we want from our Batman movie? We have to decide this. There's so many different things we could do. So many things that have been done before. So, I mean, my thought was to go the way the internet wants us to go and go into the future with Michael Keaton as. Bruce Wayne and Terry McGinnis, Batman Beyond. You want to do? Well, I thought we were supposed to be pitching what we would want the Batman to be. We're pitching our, our DCEU, how we can uh, fit okay. it into what we've got. Now, so far, our Bruce Wayne has been played by Ben Affleck, set up by BBS that we did in 2018. So. I don't think... Yes, we can still do it. Uh-huh. I don't see... If it's our DCEU that we're doing, I really don't see a reason to change it because I think he's good in the role. I don't think he's the problem. Ben Affleck? Yeah. Okay, so what do you want the movie to be Okay. Then? Well, yeah, Derek, let's hear your, your idea. Well, I thought we were writing a prequel for The Batman, so that's where my head was. So he doesn't want Ben Affleck either. Get rid of Ben Affleck. <laughs> So, okay, so we're going to have a sequel, prequel, midquel that is recasted in The Matrix. I think (laughs) that we should do a solo movie similar to what they did with um, Spider-Man Homecoming in the sense that he, it's kind of an origin story, but it's been... Like, he's been Batman for a little while, so... so not an origin... You want an origin right, story? Like, it's not an origin to... story. What if we borrowed something from a movie that'll probably be terrible, but the premise isn't so bad, and that's the new Die Hard movie, McLean, where it's half sequel, half prequel, where you get the origins of him, and you get the current version of him at the same time, well, so... But we don't want to do origins. We've seen Thomas and Martha die many times, and we've seen him, like, go to Asia and... That's not where I'm going. Okay. What if there was a crime that's taking place that resembles... In Gotham? No. I know, right? <laughs> no. Couldn't bear, happen. Bear with me. Um, <laughs> that is very reminiscent of something earlier in his Batman career, like year one Batman. Not, not the storyline year one, but like his first year being Batman back in Gotham. Right? I wouldn't be upset adapting some stuff from year one. It was really <laughs> Long good. Halloween. Long Halloween was fantastic. Well, okay. I actually never read that one. Ugh. I've actually read that one, but it's been a minute. So I don't remember everything about it, but I know we get Two-Face's origin in it. 
There's like 2,000 issues of Batman, so I have not read them all. All right, so <laughs> here's what we need to do. We need to pick a villain or two. Well, if we do Long Halloween, it's like seven. Well, we're only going to pick a few. <laughs> like, we're going to... Mm. We're going sure to dial it back. On this. Too many villains equals bat nipples. Mm, not necessarily. <laughs> it could equal Spider-Man 3. <laughs> Jesus. That was the most successful financially of all the Spider-Man movies. Oh, so. uh, okay. Who do you guys want to see as a villain? Who do you want to see as a younger Batman? Oh my God. Let's stick with the villain <laughs> oh, thing okay. first. Let's answer Robert one question Pattinson. at a time. Oh. <laughs> I mean, he could pull off the penguin. What about the guy that played uh, the head. werewolf in Twilight? Okay, let's move on. So, the villain. So, I guess, for me, it kind of depends the kind of story that we're going for. Because if... I think if you did the split timelines where he's investigating a new crime that resembles an old one, you could do something very interesting with the Joker. Could it be John McClane that's the villain? Alright, come on. Let's, let's do this. We're, we're burning time. We could do something where a cr- the original crime was pre the Joker persona, but it was the same guy. If we're doing a split time, then I think... Can we not do the Joker? The villain leads itself best to Hush. I just don't want to do the Joker. Like, I'll, I'm happy with anything other than the Joker. Hush is interesting. I'm sick of Joker. I also have wanted to see a good adaptation of Poison Ivy, obviously. However, I feel like with the current climate, doing Jervis Tetch, the Mad Hatter, who is a pedophile and kill, like kidnaps and kills children, would be incredibly um, poignant and also new to Batman. That's kind of cool. I do like some of the, the villains they focus on a bit in Batman the Animated Series like him. Um, well, he clearly couldn't be a pedophile there. He had to be a well, crazy person who was hallucinating. <laughs> right, but you could team him up with somebody else, like Toy Man or something. Could create a very interesting combination of bad guys. Something we've never seen in live action, for sure. Ryan? No? You guys seem to have, have great ideas, so, you know. All right. As long as it's not about the Joker, this? I'm really not going to be picky. I, I really don't want to touch the Joker, Two-Face, Riddler, Penguin, because they tend to be focused very hard in movies and in TV. So I, I would kind of rather do like an Under the Red Hood adaptation. But Joker well, would since be Since we've in already that. seen... I know. But <laughs> he wouldn't be necessarily the main villain because... I and mean, you could always change it. But they already but. did an animated movie that's really good. It is for Under the my Red favorite DC animated movie. Definitely top three for me. Flashpoint's still mm-hmm. my favorite. Um, what if... Okay, alright. What if we did Clayface? Hard pass. I want to see Solomon Why? Grundy. Wait, wait, wait. No, hang on, <laughs> hang on. Why no to Clayface? Because I haven't even explained the premise. I... I uh, Clayface have... is like my least favorite one he's the silliest in my opinion silliest yeah so a really great arc that snyder wrote where he actually becomes bruce wayne for a while yeah maybe we should give bane another shot and actually do him as the very smart can we do a mexican luchador mexican luchador bane like an actual bane not like i'm okay with that but there's a condition with my signing off on it 
It has to be played by Tom Hardy. <laughs> no. Um, Batman can't beat him alone. Why? Because it's not practical. In a live action, realistic type movie like we have today, Batman on his own. He can... did it in Arkham. In the Arkham games, it worked there. Why can't it work in the Well, movies? first off, it's a video game. So? And yeah, he beats him in the comic books. But we're talking about a movie that would be made now in the DCEU, the worlds of DC, whatever. I think it needs to be more realistic. And I think if he's going to win at all, it can't be in an actual physical fight. Who said has to, he has to beat him in a physical fight? Well, that's why I said alone. He can't just do it alone. He has to have something else. Someone else. Something. To put him over the edge. That's what I'm saying. Well, I just don't want to... It's a Batman story, standalone, so I don't want to bring in a bunch of other heroes. I'm not saying a bunch of other heroes. You don't even have to bring in a bunch of other heroes. You could bring in a a Dick Grayson as Nightwing or something at some point in the or second Or Jason act. Todd with the suit that we see him in the sure. Batcave later. You could do that. You could definitely do that. But then we need an intro for Robin and everything. No, you Nobody's don't. going to know who Jason Todd is. Like the people know who Robin is. He's just Robin. The fact that he's Jason Todd is not super important. Everybody knows right. who Robin is. We need to pick. We need to pick a villain. I'm okay yeah, with We have it. done literally nothing, and there's right. only like we 15 minutes left on the podcast. Obviously, we're going long. Um, I'm okay with it being vain. I just want to make sure that it just doesn't end up with somehow he Bruce magically beats him. But do we have to do the Bane breaks his back storyline? Like, Bane's had no, better storylines. I don't think we need to do Nightfall. Okay. How would you want to do it? Uh, I don't know. I didn't want to do Bane. So oh, okay. like, oh, I don't you have... did not? No, I, it wasn't my idea, so I don't have a story wrapped up. I don't either. It, like... But, I mean, it's... You guys... <laughs> I have all these stories. You guys keep shooting them down. Well, I just, no. I just think Bane hasn't gotten a good... He hasn't. A good uh, rap. No. He's gotten kind yeah. of the shaft. He's good. But audiences know who kind of he is because of those movies, but I don't know. You wouldn't right, have right. to go through introducing the character from nothing because he's at least been in movies before. But yeah, I so mean. So who would you cast? As Bane? I mean, probably the dude that was in Mad Max Fury Road, the really big guy that's bald. I can't remember his name. He was also in the Jet Li uh, Unbreakable movie. Or not, was it Unbreakable? I can't remember. Thought he was trolling us for a second no. and meant Tom Hardy. <laughs> no. No, 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 the big bald guy that works for uh, for Martin. yeah, and Martin Joe. Uh, uh, I can't remember his name. He's a he's been in a lot of stuff. He's a huge dude. We could, do, mean, we could, we could have it be David Bautista. That's what I was. David Bautista would be okay too. Yeah. I'd be okay with that, especially well, he, since he wants to come to DC now. He is Hispanic, and so they could put him in the Suicide Squad. That's a win. <laughs> that was kind of my thought. Yeah, and just from a cultural perspective. Is he Okay, I'll take your word for it. I don't know. He's definitely... Right, he and I have talked. It's... Oh, okay. They go way back. Right. <laughs> We're best. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it with it being Bane. What would you want the story to look like, though? So, it's, we want to show off Bane being this incredibly intelligent strategist. Tactician, yeah. Yeah. So, we have him um, coordinate a very intense plan to... Um, take over something he should ha- he should be like using one of maybe the lesser gotham villains absolutely he uh, needs or to a be couple of the lesser gotham of villains or maybe the crime Firefly. families or something falcone and maroney or something like that you know kind of like, 
maybe he orchestrates a mob boss to distract or a mob war to distract Batman so in turn he can go about and get money. That's usually Bane's What about Penguin? Because Penguin usually runs the mobs. Well, there's also the the Falcone family. There's um The Maroni family. The Maroni family. Like there's a few others. We could just throw out any Italian. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah, it fits right in. Like we could do my grandma's the Pellegrinos. Like I, I heard a lot of mob stories growing up about the Pellegrinos. So you can just create but Did they a ever new... take down the Batman? They never took okay. down the Batman. Well, That's why he didn't take him seriously. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, but okay. I think inserting another big villain like penguin would take away i think we should keep it to firefly or that caliber of villain for sure i'd even be okay with throwing poison ivy in there because she's i just worry that if we have poison ivy and bane then it's like oh good point yeah i don't want it to be reminiscent of that yeah yeah that was that's a really good poison ivy but i feel like we'd get like the eyebrow thing going again that's a great point i wasn't thinking about that so Uh-huh. I do like the idea of him manipulating large groups mm-hmm. of people or, you know, orchestrating it. So he's We're- always going after money because he comes from very little means. So, like, his end goal is usually a financial gain. What if, what, what, is Black Mask a small enough villain to where, no. like, if... I guess we haven't introduced him in our uh, we have universe not. yet, so... What, what if, like, he paired with, like, a young Riddler... Because then we could be setting him up for his own movie later. We could do like a Zero Year as a sequel. Zero Year Riddler? Again, I'm still a little nervous using high profile villains because I I feel like they take the spotlight away from Bane. But I'm not opposed to Riddler because of how much I have liked the newer Gotham version compared to the Jim Carrey one. (laughs) Right. So if we can make... All these things, the warring mob families, Bane and Riddler, all make sense without being too much that I'm good with it. That's my problem with Batman films is they usually go balls to the wall and it's too much. Well, my thought is Bane's running everything, right? He's the top guy, but he's got Nygma to kind of set stuff up. Yeah, because Nygma's never really been like the muscles, right? He's always kind of the you know, manipulator guy that helps make the plan. But but we also want Bane to, you know, we want to show that he's not just a buff dude that punches people. So maybe they have and an might undermine that. easy alliance because they both think they're the smartest guys in the room. Well, and Bane could control the mob guys, right? Yeah. He could go in and we could, you know, he has his moment kind of like Heath Ledger's Joker, but more cerebral, right? Where he brings the two mob families together and has some way of explaining to them why they have no choice but to follow him. Yeah. And it's never, like, two mobs. It's always, like, three or four mob families Yeah, because Gotham has several several yeah. hundred mob families at any given time. Yeah, yeah, but I think that's where it starts to get overcrowded, because then you don't know who's dying later in the movie. <laughs> right? I think, Faceless mobs. But I think... Maybe... I mean, you know who's dying on screen. Michael J. White got, you know... <sighs> what a waste. Um, right. Slipknot. <laughs> 
Both Maybe him and Bane. <laughs> You're done. Every time we do a DC movie, you talk about putting Slipknot in it. Bane wants him, wants him to tie a bowling real quick. Tie me a bowling. All right, so so we have Bane. Bane is going to bring the mob families together, however many there are. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going to... Do we want him to blackmail them in some type of sophisticated way? Or do we want that him to just straight up convince them? So I'm going to throw this out there. I think Bane should be playing them against each other. I don't think he needs to create like this big group assembly. I think he goes to each of them individually and stirs shit up. And that way it creates distrust among each other and their alliances. And that will create the distraction for Batman to focus on. Because all of a sudden if mm. the drugs and the arms Carmore, yeah. and you know all of that starts escalating there's not a safe alliance anymore then um batman has that all that to focus on and then bane and enigma can do their own thing here on the left it's you know the kansas city shuffle so the the mob guys aren't the the foot soldiers they're the distraction Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's interesting okay so then what is bane trying to get what is he stealing? Is it technology? Is it something from a museum? That's a little I tropey. I love the idea of technology. Okay. Because nowadays you yeah, can... Yeah, I mean, Bane's whole, like, shtick is, you know, he has his Venom stuff, which I guess is tech, and he has tech to run it, I imagine, so... What if he's able to... Uh, he figures out a way to bankrupt all the cryptocurrency. That's, That's interesting. Relevant. I was thinking he found a way to mass manufacture the Venom to... Yeah, they outfit did, his own army or something. They did that in Young Justice. Did they? Yeah. I don't remember that. Because they make it oh, like yeah, a yeah, super yeah, serum no, and everything. That, yeah. yeah. What if he's able to pull off an office space kind of deal and he collects all the cryptocurrency and all of a sudden it means nothing? So these like few people in the world who have gotten rich off of this imaginary money is now nothing. I like that. That is pretty interesting. That's And it is very relevant. Yeah. I'm good with that. Okay, so then... Okay, alright. So then he's he's doing that. He needs Nigma maybe, to kind of run interference on things like firewalls and security protocols. Maybe Enigma's like a bit better with tech, but it was Bane's whole idea to set this up. Yeah, he's right. a tactician. He isn't necessarily, like, a computer hacker. Right. Yeah, I think that that works. Okay, so Batman, then, is all busy trying to literally put out all the fires in Gotham that the gang wars have started mm-hmm. up, right? The mob wars, I guess, would probably be a better a better term for it. So what happens... Is there any point where he realizes that that's the distraction? Well, yeah, because ultimately, Batman, we want him to win. <laughs> right, so, so, so well, I don't want to assume that was your idea. Well, I think we should have an ally. So if we choose Oracle or Alfred or... Dick Grayson, I think he needs somebody to work to bounce this off of. He figures it out. I don't want them to, but he just needs a sounding board, somebody to talk it over with. Like, why now? Why all of a sudden? Well, yeah, are... It should be Alfred because Alfred's okay. always a sounding board, right? I mean, I'm that's, good with that. that's well. With that said, though, if there are five or a half dozen mobs going at each other brutally in Gotham. Having somebody like Nightwing would make sense because Bruce probably can't do be he can't be everywhere at once, right? Just physically would need more is, feet on the ground. Is Nightwing going to tell him a story about burning the whole forest down? 
He doesn't have to. Catch the jewel thief. Okay. I think that's an important part. <laughs> anyway, I think having somebody like Nightwing or... I think you just want Robin to be in this movie right. really bad. Have it be Batgirl then. Well, I think it should be Oracle instead. It's... I don't think it should be... You don't think he'll need any help with five or six mobs going after I each other? I think the point is to put Batman at his wit's end. We always want to see Batman tested and pull through. I think having somebody be his eyes and ears 24-7 between him, Alfred, and uh, Barb is more his style. And it doesn't take away from his really cool fight scenes. We could see small... You get more fight scenes like the warehouse one that we loved in BVS sure. where he's fighting like 12 guys. And the really you know? cool one from Batman Begins when he stops the all the drugs and creates the, the the terrible line where are the drugs going. But it was a really cool scene to watch him take out one at a time. I almost did so it then right does, The Batman impression. Does Oracle, did, does Oracle make sense then? Because by the time Oracle is a, is a character... He, there's already been multiple Robins and things like that. Should it just be Alfred and this is pre-Robin? We could be in between Robins at this time, cool. if, especially for keeping Ben Affleck. I think that having just Batman is going to push him to his wit's end. He can't figure out what is going on, where's the motivation, or mm-hmm. what exactly is going on, and he's very stressed out. Alfred, It's like a house. Alfred says something, and he's like... That's it. It's lupus, <laughs> and and he goes and does the it's treatment. Never lupus. And, you know what I mean? Like, oh my god, something. Hugh Laurie would be the best Alfred. Oh, that's where Alfred is, right there. Oh my god. Well, if we're keeping Ben Affleck, shouldn't we keep no. Jeremy Irons? I don't know. I think he should be recast. Hugh Laurie. <laughs> yeah, I'm really liking this. <laughs> Can he say it's lupus at some point? I think he should. Yeah, I think it's just it has to happen. Maybe Alfred has lupus. And... You're onto something. <laughs> and then he has to get a new Alfred Let's who's refocus. Jeremy Irons. Let's refocus. Sorry, sorry. Okay, Let's going refocus. off the rails. All right. So, okay. So do we want do we want it to be Oracle? Or do we want it to be Alfred? Let's just do Alfred. Okay. I we think keeping it, be... it as a Batman story is more important. You start introducing too many characters. You already have two villains plus the whole crime family. Because with Oracle, you have to explain who she is. Yeah. To a certain degree, yeah. Because yeah. mo- most people There has to be some sort of introduction doesn't have to be too involved but yeah you're right so i think just having it alfred and um batman is great and we can even make small references and dialogue to other robins because it can be in between like dick and jason or jason and tim okay so then so when when is this taking place is this a sequel is this after our justice league movie or is this okay just have it be after our justice league Okay. Works for me. Just check it. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it really matters that much. Well, it matters whether or not there's a dead Robin. That's true. Right. So that's why I was. Let's asking. say there's a dead Robin. Yeah. So I was just asking. Okay. So um, okay. So then, what what is the thing that Batman figures out? He to... finds a Bitcoin in one of the pockets. Uh, that's not how it works. Well, <laughs> I think like something as big as all of a sudden the cryptocurrency is no longer useful and it's being slowly bankrupted um, would make national news. Oh, so I think successful. they should be successful. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay, yeah. so Batman has to fix it. Yeah. yeah, this is a this is a reactive. This is thing. a figure out who's done it. Okay. 
and slowly, you know, reacts to all of that. It's just a slow piece, like the the crime families. Maybe he like beats a few people up, and he figures out that Bane's name keeps popping up in all these. Like he's the linchpin, and then he figures out that the the cryptocurrency was the real crime. Okay. All right. I'm good with that. Let him use detective skills. And then he just beats the ever-living crap out of Riddler, because that's just for fun, right? I don't even know there needs to be much of a fight. I think it could no. be as much as, like, Nigba like, stands up in front of him, and Batman just decks him and knocks him out, like, instantly. Because he doesn't know who he is yet. He's not and the And then Riddler, there's a really. really cool one-on-one fight with Bane. And... So how does... and he pulls the hoses out of the back of his head. <laughs> so how does Batman win that fight? Because this is a problem I always have with with the Bane story. So, Bane has tactics. Bane has way more strength. Bane Bane doesn't have better tactics than Batman. Let's get that right. Batman is... I just said tactics. Right, right. Absolutely. Batman is a better... This is why I don't have a problem with Batman beating Bane. Because Batman is a better tactician. He's better at planning and prep time. If he knows he's going against Bane, he can develop something. How would he know who Bane even is? He's beaten the crap out of a bunch of thugs and heard and maybe done some recon missions or something. I don't know. It's Batman, right? He... Well, but there's a difference when this is the third time he's gone up against Bane, right? He can plan for that. He knows what to expect. But he should be going into this relatively blind. That's right. fair. But, I mean, he can do... He can follow and do some research and, you know... I don't know. He can. He has the bat computer and all this other stuff. I'm sure he has he can, some way yeah. of finding information on the venom or something. You know, I think you know if he could find a way to like make the venom. I was going to say like an anti bane spray. Or right. Something. Well, what, what if he? What, what, it's not a spray necessarily, but what if he really does come up with an antidote to the venom? So, but what if it is a spray? <laughs> so. A venom is basically like an intense compacted steroid that needs to be used to keep him alive as well. Like it just, it keeps his muscles from deteriorating. So he could create some sort of cream or gel that would be put on his skin and would fight that and would pretty much nullify that and would weaken him. And it reduces him to the normal strength he had as a luchador before he had to have this venom so i like the idea of in a fight scene like that it being implied to the audience that batman is going to lose and there's not a way for him to win but batman knows that this steroid can only he knows exactly how long it's going to last and when it'll start wearing off and he basically just needs to keep bane active in order to work the steroid out of his body until he knows that it's going to be, Bane maybe is so caught up in beating Batman that he can uh, he doesn't well, so that no antidote. So throughout, I, I think that would be better personally, but I do. Th- but the antidote would work too. I just think it would be a more interesting fight scene if you think that Batman is going to lose, but he the whole time he knew that eventually the story is going to wear off, and he just had to give Bane enough of an edge to where he thinks he's going to win. So throughout the story, we could have scenes where Bane is having to recharge or get new venom. Runs out of venom or something like that. Like, it shows that when he goes without, there's huge 
medical issues. Or that at the very end, there's like a withdrawal yeah. where he like can barely focus or well, concentrate and like hallucinating like or something. Huge, you know, people go through really bad reactions without. So, but how would he run out in in the middle of a fight? Like that just doesn't seem endurance. Likely. Yeah, it, I, like when you this... when your body is active, you're burning more calories. But he, if... know, but he knows all of that though. So every version of Venom we've ever seen is he's just able to continuously reinject himself. Well, then we go with the nullification thing. It sure. doesn't have to be a spray or a cream or a gel or whatever. Or but... maybe Batman coats his gauntlets in it or something. And there so whenever he lands a punch and he knows this will make the stuff work out of his body X amount of minutes faster. All right, so what if we know? split the difference? He's got an antidote, but Bane can keep recharging himself by using more venom. So what if the f- reason it looks like he's going to lose is Batman has to take off like the canisters or whatever on his arms before the antidote will do anything because Bane can just keep re-upping himself. Well, would Bane eventually overdose? Do you guys think? So, yeah, I think it would be cool if it was like he he blue screened, you know, because <laughs> he uh, he well, what I mean used is venom like, too much. If Batman were to inject him with the antidote, he could just use more venom. Okay, right. But what if the antidote is only done to make him use more venom? And knowing that he'll keep using the oh, venom to kind of like it's read. not an antidote, but it makes him burn through it faster. Yeah, it makes him think he, he needs what the What if like, he yeah. tries to come up with an antidote for venom and he has scientists and himself say, like, oh, that's not possible. But here is something to make the stuff wear off faster and he ODs. That's interesting. Yeah, he blows his own, you know, arteries or something. And, and then we keep Bane alive and because he... He blew some brain cells in there, so cognitive lobes and shit messed up. Then he becomes crazy and he goes to Arkham and he becomes even more of a threat. Because now he's certifiable. And he's now with the Joker and all these other people that might so be. So the sequel is Arkham Assault. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. That's interesting. I, this is the first time we've written something where I'm like super passionate and I kind of let it. So like I'm really proud. Like, I, I, I like it. I, I'm really happy with it. I think it's a really good movie. I'd have fun watching. I'm really excited about Hugh Laurie. <laughs> <laughs> it's look if we're keeping Ben Affleck, I think we have to keep Jeremy Irons. He did a fantastic job. So who are we casting as Enigma? That's a tough one. The guy from Gotham. I don't know. <laughs> He, he's really good as Enigma, but Robert Pattinson. Think... That, that, that's a better role for him. I'd actually be more okay. With I mean, that. I actually I made that joke when we began. Yeah, you did. Uh, that's I, why I, I actually brought it back. It might work though, because he's around the appropriate age, in my opinion, for where I would want this character. And to his be. face so, is gaunt enough to where like it's a believable as. Uh, well, you just know. picture him in like a green suit, you know. And... and he doesn't have to be in like the stereotypical. Oh no, he's in the stereotypical. Oh, okay. No, 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 not in this movie. I was just saying, just but it's gonna be textured it. with a muscle suit on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wet a light. <laughs> no, no, no. So, so exactly, he dresses like. Kind of like a normal kind of sciencey guy in this movie, right? Maybe he has a lab coat or something like that, right? But at the end, because I wanted the sequel to be Zero Year, you could have a stinger where you know, he's on now. He has like a vendetta against Batman because Batman beat his face in, so now he's got this evil persona, and it's it's the Riddler, and you Batman see him splits see. the personalities like out of him. There you Ooh. go. 
right? He wakes up a little off. Okay. Right. So I'm, <laughs> I am gonna like have a different casting. Like I'm I'm gonna throw this out there. Zachary Quinto. Picture Spock, but psychotic. <laughs> he's too old. Too old. For a young a guy who's not yet like he's becoming Riddler, I think okay. he's a little too old. That's fair. That's why I like Pattinson, because he's about the right age. All right, then Pattinson's our movie. I'm good with it. So what is our next DCEU? Obviously it's zero year. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, that's a good question. We could do... The Trench. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Screen I'm Heroes. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. What, what do you want to do? Well, we have options here. We could do um, a sequel to Man of Steel. At this point, we could do... I want to do a Green Arrow, Green Lantern movie like the old comic books. Fine. Let's but we do don't... It. But we haven't introduced either of those either characters. Either of those characters. So that's a tough... Uh, I like tough the idea scale. of doing a Man of Steel too. I want to give Cavill the movie he deserves. Well, we all want that, but... Okay, then let's do it. Man of Steel 2 is our next one. And we'll go back to doing a different franchise that has not been touched after Man of Steel 2. We'll introduce an arrow flies by yeah. one of the scenes. Tonight, <laughs> arrow. I'm, I'm good with it. I feel like introducing Green Lantern is a little no. more necessary. Okay. All right. We'll see how the right goes. Man of Steel okay. Two. Man of Steel Two is our next one. So now is the time where we finish our episode and we say all of our stuff. Well, next week. Next week we are uh, reviewing Alita: Battle Angel. Woo. I'm you, super stoked. This movie was on both of yours top five yeah, anticipated 2019 films. And so it's the first one we're knocking off the list. It'll be a lot of fun. I'm really, I'm really excited. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I hope it's good. It's gotten great reviews. Everything looks amazing. It makes me nervous because our local, the local theater I usually go to has zero showings for it on Saturday and Sunday. That's At least it didn't when I looked this last weekend, but mm-hmm. they update on Wednesdays. So hopefully okay. there'll be showings. It's just weird that a week out there was no showings for it at all. I agree. We're seeing it Thursday. Mm-hmm. Part of the problem is this particular movie. So it's it, James Cameron produced it and everything, but it's using a lot of the technology that was used in the Avatar films. Um, so it's mainly being released in 3D. So finding 2D showings was actually a bit of a challenge. And that's probably why I'm having trouble finding it too. But we'll see. I, I, it, I've heard that the 3D in this is more like Avatar 3D, like yeah. not headache inducing 3D. So we'll see. If it's good enough, I'll go see it in 3D. Fair I will. Enough. So. I will not. I get nauseous every time. I can't do it. Fair. It That's just good. makes me sick. So I understand. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we are all on the interwebs. You can follow us uh, collectively at Screen Heroes Pod on Twitter, or you can find us individually at Buster Props, at Star Trek Dude, at Siren Ray, and of course, why. yeah. <laughs> and of course, you can follow uh, all the Heroes Podcast shows on Twitter or Heroes Podcast by itself, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So uh, I I believe I did the exit okay, and we can wrap this up. Anything else to add? Give us money on Patreon. Bye, guys. <laughs>
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.